Hey, Cowboy Junction, it is Church on the Go weekend. And I know you're somewhere where you're being the church. All the doors are closed at the big house at Cowboy Junction, but you, wherever you're at, are being the church right now with your family, friends, on the beach, on the golf course, wherever you're at. This is our moment to stop and pause and allow God to speak to us in, in whatever He wants us to be. Now, we're going to have a conversation um, this year about a direction we're going when you get back. This is actually going to be the first weekend of this new series on uh, a new book that I'm in love with. And the title of the, of the book is Reading the Bible for All It's Worth by Andy Taylor. Andy Taylor is a very good friend of mine, but here's why I like him so much. It's because he's a down-to-earth country boy that was an old PRCA bull rider that turned around and God did a big thing in his life. And then a love for everything kingdom came out of that. He's a man of grace and truth. And he's, he's kind of everything I want to be when I grow up. So that's why I think today is such a big deal. So pay attention. And then at the end, we're going to give you some instructions on uh, what's going to happen when we get back to church next week. Enjoy this time with Andy Taylor. Andy, I'm so happy you guys are with us today. I uh, I love hanging out with you, but today we get to hang out for a very special reason because you wrote a great book. Thank you. And this book is a book that we're really diving into as a church, reading your Bible for all it's worth. And um, I've had the joy of getting to be at this from the moment you released it. And um, the part that I really love about your cover is, is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that they were standing at the tip of the iceberg of their experience with reading their Bible. So my question that I have for you, how can people read their Bible for all it's worth? Well, for, for starters, the Bible is it's a timeless book, and a lot of people are intimidated by the content in the Bible. And there's really, in the process of writing the book, I, I, don't, I haven't seen a book out there like this. It makes it simple. It simplifies the process for people. In fact, the kind of the tagline for it is, Finally, easy help to understand the greatest book ever written. So these are things in the book that I learned uh, just in the process. Nobody really showed me when I started, but uh, I just uh, didn't grow up in church. And when I came to the Lord in 1984, we lived out on a ranch 30 miles from town. And uh, Judy had bought a brand new uh, New King James Bible. And I just basically took the Bible away from her. I don't think she minded because I thought she, she thought I might actually <laughs> read it, you know. So uh, I started I started reading then and really developed a love for the Word then. Had a pastor, didn't start going to church for another year, but had a pastor that uh, that really uh, took me under his wing, wow. helped me, and about uh, 30 years old and not knowing anything about church or the Bible, uh, I had all, kind of dumb, all kinds of dumb questions. And but he never made me feel dumb on wow. those questions. So he helped me. He had a real love for the word, uh, and I developed a real respect and love and reverence for the word that's only grown over these last uh, 30, 35 years. Were you ever intimidated? Um, well, uh, I go over it several things in the book the words that were intimidating to me at the time because no one explained them to me exegesis and eisegesis. Right. And the, Greek and the Hebrew and things like that. All those words were uh, intimidating to me, and I avoided it, some of them for a time. 
until I started, you know, uh, developing my skills as, you know, to and, and uh, methods and principles, tested methods and principles of Bible study that helped me uh, to understand. So what I try to do in the book is to take all the mystique away from some of those words and explain them in a real easy to understand way. So anybody, you know, uh, the Bible, I mean, this book is only important if reading the Bible is important and knowing what the Bible says is important. Oh, do you, how many people do you think are out there that would really just like to, they would love to fall in love with reading their Bible? They just, they, they just can't find a love for it. I think most, I think who you're talking about there is most of the population that's in the church today and maybe people outside the church. But I had the conversation with you and I had the conversation with at least maybe a dozen other pastors in the process of writing this book. And my first estimate was that probably 75% of the people in my own church uh, don't know how to read uh, with, you know, tested principles and methods. And as a result, they don't read. And you were one. And I think most everyone echoed that same thought is it's probably 85 to 90% of people really don't know how to read their Bible. Think about that. 85 to 90% of the Christians in the world today, they have a respect for the word. They love to hear preaching from the word. They want to know more about it. It's just that when they dive in, there's just something that keeps them from experiencing the fullness of the things that I think their heart longs for in reading their Bible. Uh, the reason I love this book so much is because it's an easy read. Most authors don't like that. They're like, uh, I know I want to, I want a deep read. Yeah. You're kind of excited about it being an easy read. Yeah. Tell me why you're excited about it being an easy read. Well, uh, the other thing is that I've noticed down through the years is I'm a reader. I love to read. When I read a book, it, it can be the same content, but I like to read a book that has eight to 10 page chapters, not a 30 page chapter, because I feel like I'm going somewhere when I, when I finish a chapter. But my experience and what I've observed is, is that most people today, especially men, don't like to read. So it's geared for, it's geared for people that don't like to read. It's simple. You can read one page, get something that's going to help you to read, understand, interpret the truth. But it's, it's meat. In yeah. short chapters, yes. short uh-huh. pages. Um, I love that. Most guys I know want an audio book. This yes. is this is your audio book. That's not an audio print version. In print version. Yeah. In print version. <laughs> I love that. That's really good. The, the reason I get excited about this book is because when it comes to the legalistic side of you have to read your Bible, mm-hmm. you're not legalistic. I've always had a great relationship with mm-hmm. you because. Um, we kind of were grace guys. Yeah. Now there, there's grace and truth. Yeah. So there's balance Absolutely. Yeah. and truth has to come for grace to have balance as well as truth. The grace has to come for truth to have balance. Um, you're the grace kind of guy. Like when you read your Bible, when you came up with this book, I uh, thought instantly I perfect because Andy isn't the one that's going to say, you got to read your Bible. You got to read your Bible. But when you say to read it for all it's worth, the legalistic side would say, you're not doing what you're supposed to be yeah. doing. The grace side is, hey, I think you're going to have more fun oh, yeah. diving into this yeah. when you know the Father's heart. Yes. Yeah. Um, th- how much does grace apply to the Bible? And what would you recommend to somebody that always saw it as legalistic, you have to, versus the grace of you're going to enjoy this? Well, I hear I hear all the time from people, I, I'd like to read my Bible. I know I don't read my Bible enough, mm-hmm. which that's the legalistic sure. side of that. Because most people will tell you, that they don't read their Bible enough, they don't pray enough, and those kind of things. So, what we want to do, and what I think that what I think is built into this to this book is, 
is it gets people in a mode of enjoying and wanting to read it rather than being under the condemnation that they don't read it enough. So most people, it's a it's a self-imposed and maybe a church in some cases imposed condemnation that people don't read their Bible enough. Yeah, I know that I've experienced yeah. that. Yeah, and then at the same time, I couldn't be more in love with with Jesus. Well, and I I think one of the reasons. And one of the first chapters in the Bible, is, it's all about the encounter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Bill Johnson said this. He said, we live in a religious culture that values knowledge over an actual encounter with God. So I want to address that early on in the book. So people go looking for him and go looking for the encounter with God, which is what the Bible should be about. And the Bible's written in such a way that, it, that I believe God wants to lead us into an encounter. So it's not just about information. It's about entering and having an encounter with God. And then, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to try to get people excited when they have an encounter with God. It's true. Okay. So Andy, how did the Bible finally come alive for you? I think my answer to that would come from how I actually came to the Lord. Okay. And uh, you you know the story. I'll keep it really brief, but uh, my marriage was over. uh, didn't grow up going to church probably by the time I was 30, which kind of when my life kind of made the transition. Uh, where there's no way my marriage is ever going to work. Uh, I sat on the edge of my bed on November the 17th, 1984, tears rolling down my face and uh, crying about as hard as a man can cry. And I said, God, if you're out there, you got to help me. I didn't know. I knew nothing about walking by faith. I knew nothing about trusting God. I didn't even know that a relationship with the Lord was anything you could or should do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just, I was in such a messed up place in my life. Uh, I just called it a place of desperation. I'd wake up before daylight because I couldn't sleep. I'd go down on the, in the door of my barn before the sun came up uh, and get on my knees crying, begging God to help me make it through a day. And I didn't even realize that a relationship was building. Oh, wow. So I probably didn't pick a Bible up sometime within the next year. That's when Julie and I got back together, and that's been 42 years now. And uh, so so when I started reading the Bible, see, most people read the Bible, and it leads them into an encounter with the Lord. I had my encounter with the Lord first. So when I started reading the Bible, it just uh, I had an, an, an immediate love for the Word. And respect the Lord, and then my, my you were pastor, reading about somebody you already knew. Yes, yeah, yeah. I didn't have the terminology then that God was Father. It's just God. If you're out there, you got to help me. The terminology of God as a Father and those things came came along six, eight, ten years later. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had an immediate love and respect for the Word. And uh, one of the things that I cover in the chapter is developing a, a working knowledge of the Bible. So yeah. I lived out in the middle of nowhere. And there would be people, some of my old friends, beer drinking buddies, and and uh, and those kind of guys who would come. And we weren't on the way to anywhere, but they would come out to my house, and they'd start to tell me their problems. Well, I knew that something was taking place in my life, and about uh, about all I knew to tell them was, I don't know how God's going to fix your life, but if He can fix my life, I know He can fix your life. So they would tell me their problems, and I'd go home at night and I'd dig through that Bible of Judy's until I found me an answer a biblical answer to that problem. And so by doing that, I developed a working knowledge of the word. I knew how to find stuff. If you'd have told me then that I would pastor a church or write a book, I'd have laughed. And most other people would probably laugh too. But the Lord used that to help me understand and know what, so I had an immediate, I had a, an early on immediate love for the Bible. That's cool. Well, hey, I've enjoyed today. I love when you come down and we get to hang out and, and, 
the last thing that I want to ask you, and I just want you to tell the people, um, this book is going to be a part of their life for the next five or six weeks. This is something that I want um, the author of the book to turn to. Can you tell them why you wrote this book? Well, it's not a book that I ever intended to write. And it actually came, uh, it came pretty easy. I didn't take any time off to do it. I just did a brain dump of 30 or 40, 50 subjects that I thought should be covered. And when I'd come into the office uh, in the midst of phone calls, interruptions and all that, I'd come in. I thought, well, that's what I feel like writing about today. I might write one. I might write a couple. And uh, that said, so, well, that's how that's how it came about. So um, and then uh, along the way, I started seeing the importance of it. And, uh, and this, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, everybody has everybody can say uh, areas of their life that the Lord has blessed them or they have a kind of a, ne- a niche for. Sure. And I think mine is just simplicity. I think the Lord has I given agree. me the ability to make complex things simple. simple. Yeah. And so the book is simple. It's easy to understand. People are going to read it and they're going to find things that will help them enjoy reading the Bible. And nobody's going to have to spur them on to read. They're going to enjoy. They're going to learn, learn to draw truth from it and uh, grow from it. I'm not, you know, I love what you're doing, Ty, because I think the greatest benefit of this book is for pastors and leaders that they can take their whole church through this. And that just gives momentum to every single thing that you teach on Sundays or your podcast or whatever. So that is what we're doing. Uh, for the next several weeks, we're going to be covering uh, reading your Bible for all it's worth. It's been inspired by Andy's book. And this is a promise we're going to make you, is we're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it on the, on the relationship standpoint of falling in love with your Bible and not reading but enjoying what it has to say. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Andy, once again, I love it. Write another book so we can do another one of these. I love it. it. Cowboy Junction, it's time for us to go love God, love people, and have no limits in our life. I love you. Jesus loves you. And Andy and I, we, uh, we love you especially. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor.